Joined now by Saad Yosef from The Athletic. And Saad, people think their pin tweets are funny. Your pin tweet makes me laugh every time. Well done. Thank you, thank you. There, you know, it's uh, it, it's a true concept that uh, that definitely comes about with sports fans more than I think anybody else. It, it's true. I I I have said something uh, uh, like nice about people. I'll, I'll tweet something nice out about like oh I don't know Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and people will come back with why do you hate Ryan Nugent Hopkins? But your tweet, the one you pinned, is so true because. People take, they don't even worry about the context. They take one singular word and they ride off into the sunset with it. Yeah, definitely. And then, like I said, I think with uh, with players, it's definitely more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Dallas Stars who are, you know, they're. I always feel like they're frightening and then I'm always surprised that they don't go farther in the playoffs, but they're in first place in the Central. I'm not saying they're home and dry, but they're 8-1-1 one and one in the last 10. They look very good. They've got great scoring. They draft well. Um, and, that you know, at least some of their really good players can play the guitar and go to Tootsie's after the game and play. <laughs> uh, it's Life is good for Dallas Stars. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you said, they're right there at the top of the division. And I mean, really, they the, the big thing for them is that they've kind of been here, you know, all season long. And, and that's that, that helps a lot in different ways because, you know, as, as you guys can probably tell up there in Edmonton, you know, when you kind of go into that hole and then have to dig yourself out, you're playing playoff hockey in November and December because, you know, at this point there are a lot of can't-lose games because you've dug a hole that deep. And, you know, we saw that in Dallas for years before uh, the Pete DeBoer era where, you know, they'd start terrible and then they dig themselves out and then all of a sudden, you know, it's playoff hockey in March and, you know, that can be a positive because you're you're playing with that intensity, but, you know, you can also run out of gas. So I think for the Stars' sustainability, it's definitely been a positive thing as well. So I, I, I'm going to draw a parallel between uh, the Dallas Cowboys that you spent a lot of time on and the Stars in that it seems like the regular season got that, no problem, really good win the division. But the expectation of the playoffs, at least in recent years, uh, has also been high and and maybe falling a little short there. Cowboys in the throes of figuring out the running game right now. How important is it for the Stars? And and a secondary question, how active might they be at the deadline? Because the expectation has been they'd go deep and it has not happened uh, a lot recently. So do you think there's a little bit of pressure there to, to maybe make a move? Yeah, I think I think there's definitely pressure because you know you talk about like they haven't gone deep. I mean, they have they are coming off of a Western Conference Finals appearance, and, and I think that ups the pressure even more because you know they hadn't gone deep a whole lot before that, aside from just you know that 2020 weird bubble year. But like uh, aside from that, they hadn't really made it past the second round since uh, since they went to the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, or yeah, I mean it had been a while, so. You know, I think for them, the pressure is on. The problem is that they don't want to give up their top prospects um, and they still want to get an impact top four defenseman. And, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Jim Neal is able to make that happen. Um, you know, one thing is that Jim knows the league really well and he has a good staff with Mark Janko and Scott White and the assistant GM roles. And he's usually been able to find a loophole or find a way to make things work. And, you know, the example I always point to is 2019 when he acquired Matt Zuccarello for two conditional first-round picks. 
Um, the conditions were if they, I think, if the Stars made it to the conference finals and then also um, if Matt Zuccarello re-signed in Dallas. Neither of those things happened. So really, they got Matt Zuccarello for, you know, zero first-round picks at the end of the day. So I, I do wonder if, if Jim has something up his sleeve where he can, you know, find a way to do it, but he really doesn't want to give up his top two prospects in particular. Um, both who are leading the AHL in scoring are one and two right now. Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. I know you've had a look at uh, uh, Bork and Stankoven. They look NHL ready. I know that, that sometimes injuries occur, uh, and that allows you to, to have a longer look at them. But I've watched them uh, play the Bakersfield Condors recently, and they're too good for that league. Yeah, they are. And, you know, the, the Stars are in, the, they're, they're in a very luxurious situation where they're so deep at forward. I mean, they have one of the best top nines in the league right now. When you look at their top line, as you know, has been one of the top, top lines in the NHL, one of the best lines in hockey. Uh, I'm talking about Robertson, Hinton, Pavelski. And that's not even been the Stars' top line this season. It's been, it's been uh, Marchment, uh, Duchesne, and Sagan. Uh, that's been the Stars' best line. Then you still have Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski. And one of their best young players is Wyatt Johnston, who's centering the third line right now with Jamie Benn. And right, it was Evgeny Dadunov for a little bit, but now it's going. It could be, you know, it could be one of these call-up guys. So you're right; they they're they're too good for the AHL. But also, you know, I went down there and I and I talked to both of them and I watched some of their games. And one thing that I really did see is that they're making a very conscious effort to improve one thing at a time about their game, and and they're focused on everything, but they're really honing in on things. Um, and I think that's going to serve them well to not just come up to the NHL, but then stick in the NHL. Saad Joseph, our guest from The Athletic. I, I, one thing about Dallas, I think I always spend a lot of time talking about Carolina, how well-built they are. But if you look at Dallas, they marble their talent. Like they've got uh, Wyatt Johnson is 20 and young and upcoming. Then they got Jason Robinson at 24. Rupe Hintz is 27. They marble through. They got the old guys, but they, they always seem to have a, a nonstop process of a, of a really good pipeline of talent. Yeah, and, you know, when they did stop doing that, that's when they came under the most fire. And it was a lot of, you know, they had a lot of misses in the draft from 2013 to, to 2016, I want to say. I mean, Rupe Hintz was definitely a home run during that in the second round of 2015, but... Dennis Gurionov was a first-round pick. Riley Tufty was a first-round pick. Julius Honka was a first-round pick. None of those guys panned out, um, you know, in any way here in Dallas. And so, um, and, and even Val Nichushkin, going back to, I think, 2014-15, you know, like he's, he's a superstar in, in Colorado, but it didn't work out in Dallas. And so, you know, they whiffed on a lot of that, and that's where, you know, you saw a lot of uh, the Stars management and everything coming under fire right around 2018-19. And then that 2017 draft was just an absolute lifesaver. Um, when you get, you know, not just three superstar players, but you get three superstar players at every level. You get a top-tier defenseman in Miro Haskinen, a uh, top-tier goaltender in Jake Ottinger, and then a top-line winger in Jason Robertson. And, you know, to do all of that in one draft is really impressive. And then, you know, the guy that, you know, honestly we haven't even talked about who I think really needs to be talked a lot, about a lot more is Thomas Harley. And, I mean, for as good as Miro Haskinen has been, Thomas Harley has been just on another level this year. Uh, Haskinen is still the top defender and you know best defenseman, but Harley and what he's doing, um, the Stars did not expect him to be this good this fast. They are whenever they draft in the first round, and I remember that that uh, Harley's name got transposed. 
and, and I always go, okay, as soon as they draft the player, I go, okay, well, he's really good because their <laughs> their reputation is so strong that that you know when they drafted Tidal Andrea, I thought, okay, I, di- I I didn't really see him as being that, but if, if they say he is, then he must be. That's how I think their scouting staff does a hell of a job, and and as you say, they had a bit of a lull, but they've rededicated themselves, and it, it's it's vitally important. And they have a young goaltender too. Are they? Uh, how are how are injuries? Uh, uh, Dadenov is out for what six weeks? Yeah, four to six weeks from a, a week ago. Yep. So is that it? Is that the only uh, major issue? Yeah, that's all they're dealing with right now. I mean, you know, last year they were extremely fortunate. Uh, this year they've had their, their they've had their bumps in the road. Jake Ottinger missed a full month from mid December to mid January. Miro Haskinen missed most of January. Um, so they've definitely had their injury issues. Um, and uh, right now they just last night they lost Niels Lundqvist in the in, at the beginning of the game. Again, he's been kind of on the fringe of the lineup right now. And Evgeny Dadanov is a bottom six forward. So. Neither one of those are exactly death sentences or death blows to their uh, chances or anything. But um, but in terms of major injuries, yeah, they missed Haskinen and, and Ottinger for extended period of time. Um, but nothing that was uh, nothing that really sunk them in any way. Thanks for this so much. Enjoy the game tomorrow and uh, go Eagles. I'm sorry. I know you follow <laughs> you cover the Cowboys, but I'm an Eagles fan. And uh, uh, what, let's put it this way: one of those two teams has to win a Super Bowl here in the next five years. How's that? Yeah, well, let me say you 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 actually you know it's it's surprising how kind you are and uh, and that you're an Eagles fan, but you know um, I, I guess I guess there are exceptions to the rule. Well, I don't live in Philly, so maybe that's part of it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Absolutely, great catching up with you. There you go. That's Saad Yusuf uh, from the Athletic.